and welcome to Season 3 of Goats and Dragons, a helpful goat gaming podcast. In this podcast, we play our long-form campaign, level 1 to 20, Fates of Rin. And uh, some of our content and uh, language may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Across the continent of Greater Banya, peoples of all walks of life share a common sense. A sense that something is approaching. What it is remains a secret to most, but they can feel it. Rumors of sickness spread in the south. A mountain flies in the west. An army of living flame marches through the desert sands, leaving a line of glass as their trodden path. Yes, these are the troubles set to welcome a god into this world. Baalit, the lidless eye, god of the searing light. She approaches and will not be deterred. However, a few know of her coming and prepare. A deadly and cunning thief, a champion of the mountain tribes, a cleric of chaos, a brilliant artificer, and a scarred soul whose past is catching up with him. Can these individuals save the rest? Can they kill a god? Can they save their friend? Can they each finally find a home? Let us together read the final chapters of these heroes. Welcome to Goats and Dragons, the stream where Helpful Goat Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons, a game of shared storytelling where I never let my friend sleep, never. I'm Andrew Gilbert, but tonight I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and I'm not alone. With me, as always, is Galway, playing the Tiefling Sorcerer Charity. Hey everybody, sorry, was posting a poem in the chat on behalf of Chelsea. Uh, yep, as mentioned, uh, my name's Galway, my pronouns are he, him, his, and I play Catherine Charity of the Family, whose pronouns are also he, him, his. And we have Adam, playing the halfling rogue Burbage Kemp. Good evening, everybody. <clears throat> uh, for those of you who are in the same time zone as me, and good other parts of the day to other people. Um, that covers it. <laughs> my name is Adam. I go by pronouns he, him, his, or they, them, theirs. Uh, and I play Burbage Kemp. And he uses he, him, his pro. And we have Lena playing the Goliath Barbarian Stormbringer. Hi, I'm Lena. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and Stormbringer's pronouns are also she, her, hers. Then we have Rachel playing the gnomish artificer Clem. Everybody in this space and the space that I play uses she, her, hers pronouns. For now, I should say. Yeah. Shouldn't make assumptions based on. Anyway, I'll be quiet. Continue. I was talking about the baby, and then it became weird, and then I just was... Andy, back to you. Back to me, and Darcy, <laughs> playing the tiefling cleric, Hakari. Hello, uh, I am Darcy. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and Hakari's are she, her, hers. 
and I don't have a song this week. I will have one for next. We wait with bated breath. Thank you. I'm sure. Yes. And thank you for all the players playing tonight. We really appreciate it. You're amazing. And we're going to get into some real good story right after a few announcements. So this is a live recording of the podcast Goats and Dragons on Twitch. Uh, you may be hearing this on YouTube or uh, on the podcast Goats and Dragons. Um, we have a couple of other podcasts that you can be aware of as well. We have uh, uh, Helpful Goat Presents, uh, which is uh, right now going through Galway's world of tear uh, with uh, several different shorter interlocking campaigns um, that you can kind of jump in on uh, at the beginning of uh, every single one of them and feel like you're you're getting stuff, but you could also go back and watch the others and then get a whole bunch of lore. And it's awesome. Uh, and we also have a, a podcast, Dom and Dragons, uh, where we played, uh, we have a 25 episode campaign where uh, Dominique Monaghan, the actor, played with us uh, during COVID because he was bored and we offered him a good time. And we did have a good time. So Dom and Dragons is that one. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's about all the things. Uh, we do have a poem to read, though, from Chelsea, even if Chelsea is not here. Could one of you take a crack at it? How about Adam? No? I haven't read it in a while. there right now. One. Or whoever. Whomever. I'll do it. Congratulations. You've made another enemy on the shit list of your quest. Into the woods for drunk escapades and a dragon fight ending in a glorious mess. So much left to do as the board and pieces move toward the looming war. But first, some healing, rest, and merriment, Andy, we must implore. Thank you, everyone, for this incredible story and for all that you do. Much love, FOR crew. I'm cheering from afar, and stream can see and hear you. Lovely. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. future Chelsea. You're the greatest. All right. Well, with that, let's begin tonight's episode of Fates of Rin. Do, 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 do. No. <clears throat> Previously on the Goats, uh, Goats and Dragons, Fates of Rin, a discussion with Pelototh, the great white dragon, went fairly well, considering. The group learned important information and now have their eyes set once again on Federa. Here, they would need to help Hikari discover the last remnant of her past. They need to find Ponwe, who may have more information about the Hellfire than he has led on. They also need to find a way into the city itself, for they have now heard that not only is Federo on lockdown, allowing very, very few travelers within its walls, but also it is nearly frozen. The beacon of light in the great sand wastes, a desert, is now growing cold. This has prevented the armies of flame from penetrating their walls, but for how long and to what end? As Hakari and Burbage vie for the moniker of Wildcard, they retreated back into the woods outside of town in order to learn more about the dragon's spear. What they found was another individual there to retrieve it, Azulamance, the ancient and powerful blue dragon. Luckily, as the fight started, the family was quick to respond, and Hakari and Burbage's bravery led to the retreat of the creature without its prize. Now... Charity sits atop Clue as he watches the sparkling fury of Azulamance disappear into the dark night clouds, so that the brilliant white lightning now streaking from him looks just like a distant thunderstorm. What would you all like to do? Uh, so, state of the board, I'm just trying to remember, uh, is Stormbringer 
on Clue with me, or is she just drifting down to the ground? I think she was just falling. Yeah, I believe yeah, with Feather Fall. And then drifting, and you said you were gonna go like pick her up before. And then the other three are sort of still back in the forest. Yes. Uh Pelototh uh was not feeling well and had to uh sort of retreat for the night. Um but probably he heard about the blue dragon. You just you you don't So this journey will probably uh swing down on clue to Stormbringer. So we're alive. That's good. I almost had the motherfucker. I am about to say two statements that feel like they should contradict each other, and yet both are true. You were the size of one of his toenails, and yes, yes, you almost did. He's gonna fucking go and tell stories about us now, and and I almost killed him, or at least almost grabbed onto him for a really long time. Yes, I admit There's still, it. like, some sparks kind of every once in a while coming off of, <laughs> of Stormbringer's clothing. Sure, it'll sort of reach out, like, let me just... Oh, oh okay can't really pat those out um well yeah a little concerned about the stories and general information and you know the presence of an elder dragon just sort of surprise here i am uh but we should probably go get the others make sure how much is left of them why is the why was it here why was the dragon here presumably not a friend of pelototh no pelototh mentioned this dragon and said it wasn't a friend but why was it here well, given the fact that it was in the woods, maybe it was looking f- either for Pelototh or the spear. I mean, dragon killing spear sounds fancy and expensive and like they might want to hold on to it. Yeah, like I might want to hold on to it. It's like two and a half stories tall. Okay, but like I can like downsize it, right? Like if I just like cut off some of the haft, then it can be like a size that's like my height and I can carry it. That's not how balance works. Well, I'm not going to throw it. It's just for stabbing. You need... Charity, I know weapons. <laughs> Meanwhile, I think Burbage is is circling the actual dragon spear and, and saying to Akari, You know, Akari, I know weapons. And this thing is way too big for us to have carried. Why were we running out here to try to find this thing? I think because we were really drunk. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, this is kind of big. I thought it was like, I remembered it being like like the size of an an arrow or something. I don't know. Sure, like maybe like a spear. I suppose that as we near our serious climactic destinations in this story we find ourselves in, perhaps we should be a bit more careful about how intoxicated we get. Because, I don't know, look at this thing. This thing's huge. We can't afford to be making these kinds of mistakes anymore, Hakari. That's a season one thing. It was far fine and good then, but, like, why have we not outgrown this? But if we hadn't been drunk and run out here, then the dragon would have gotten it. Ah. Like See, that's you... how it works. You just don't think. <laughs> you know, Akari, you're right. I wasn't thinking. Here's to us. And he raises clink. the flask. <laughs> clink, glug, clink. glug, glug. Clink, glug, glug, clink, glug. glug. I have no idea where Clem is in relation to this. You're probably there, like, I think. almost, like, you're closer to them than you are to where we were. But I think I'm still kind of by myself. 
Yeah, you're, you were at least like 100 feet probably away from them. Okay. So you might be sort of making your way over to this. Now, again, um, uh, trees sheared off, uh, glowing embers, kind of the only thing left of a few of them. And still a few just embers are kind of, you know, drifting down from Any, the sky. Uh scales around or other parts that like were, that fell? From- uh, you can give me a look yeah give me an investigation i just gotta collect all my parts you know i get it 29 with a natural 20. excellent uh right so you you picked up a few of the blue dragon ones when uh, yes i I got a blue dragon scale and i got blue dragon blood yes when i when i I already have that but you know just anything else interesting when burbage sort of shot into it uh a little bit um you you find a, a kind of a long sliver of something that almost looks a little bit like a chip tooth. Um, it's 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 about two and a half feet long, um, and even though it's very thin, it's it's also very sturdy. You can't really bend or or break this thing. Uh, so you're not exactly sure. Maybe it's a talon piece or a tooth piece. That's about as good as you can get right now. Uh, and you do find two more blue dragon scale fully intact and then there's like 13 pieces of blue dragon scales i can also get some of that too take is what take whatever you want right blue dragon scale chunks nice way to put it my inventory is dragon scale nuggets (laughs) yeah there you go delicious i have just can i just say i have things like goliath zombie parts rock parts parentheses whatever i want Giant Dreamweaver toenails. <laughs> Death Tyrant bone dust. So, you know, just I'm going to these will all come in handy someday. <laughs> so what you're so what you're saying is we should be grateful that Randolph is just like the sort of patchwork build bear horror that he is instead of something yeah. much, much worse. Yeah, let me just put some Dreamweaver toenails on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> patchwork. Randolph sees you picking up pieces and he goes around and starts to pick up a stick or so and then kind of bring it over. And, <laughs> Um, and then Clem, uh, as you're kind of on the outskirts of this clearing and area here, you also hear um, armored figures uh, riding and, and jogging this way from the city walls. Did I see them? Yeah, they're carrying torches. I'm going to kind of wave them. Yeah, you wave them kind yeah. of down. And uh, as they approach you and they don't see a dragon, they look incredibly relieved. That <laughs> they They mustered up all the courage they had to come out here. And are very, very happy that you seem to have chased it off. Uh, the three yeah, of you it's gone. Now. You're fine. Oh, miss, uh, thank you so much. I, I I was in the tavern. I just I threw this on when the second dragon bow rang. Yeah, I single-handedly oh, chased it off with my... Uh, that's... I'm very scary. You. You're so, you're so small. Yeah. I know, but I got Randolph here and he's pretty scary too. Yes, he is. Oh yeah! The dragon took one look at him and was like, "Hell no, I'm not fucking with this town." <laughs> you know what? I believe that. I'll believe that. Listen, uh, can, can, can we can we buy you a drink? Absolutely. Is that all right? Is that all right? Um, and probably about this point, if you're coming back to the, they see you on. Uh, is is Clue visible at this point? Yes. Or are you guys okay? They <laughs> see you on this flaming black horse uh, that's streaking through with the sky with essentially silver angel wings of fire. Indeed. Uh, and the, again, they kind of step back a little bit. Oh, are they with you? 
Oh yeah, they're my uh, they're my entourage. You know, they got to make sure that the the dragon chaser stays safe. Dragon chasers. Oh, that's you're amazing. So, like, Thanks. real talk, do I think that I could saw off the haft of this and use it as a weapon? Half of? Oh, I don't understand what half you're half. talking about. I guess. The, the, half. Like the oh the, the grip like, of the spear. Like split it in, in half. Like because uh, sawing it is still it's it's as wide as a tree. Right. <laughs> this I'm a Goliath, Handy. Yes, and a Goliath would require you to <laughs> bear hug a thing in order to have it. What if I do some word working and carve off kind of like hand grips? So like, so like, I, I chop it and chop a chunk of it off so it's only like my height, and then carve out like the base some so I can grip it. Yeah, you can certainly try. I I That's feel fine. like I feel then. like Stormbringer is like gesturing in this way as we're going into church. He's gonna go. You realize that's a weapon for dragons to kill dragons, and we, in fact, have dragons on our side, right? So you're, like, saying we should give this to Pelitoth? I'm saying that maybe he can find someone who can use it for us, yes. I mean, I guess, but what if I use it? (laughs) Don't bring it. It's too big for you okay but no see i can cut off this chunk so that it's like as tall as me and then i can carve out the sides stormbringer stormbringer this is it's season three now <laughs> like we can't you we, we can't keep doing this but you don't know what that means <laughs> you're gonna see charity i almost literally cannot believe i'm saying this but Stormbringer, you should listen to Burbage. He's being reasonable. Right up until he started talking about season three, that seems sort of to fall into the whole I have this many HP thing. How 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 badly hit did you get, buddy? Are you able to track I, the finger? I don't, think, I don't think I got hit at all, actually. I think I showed great courage and skill in the battle we just had against the dragon. Uh, in fact, I... Uh, did something. I exploded. I shot an arrow into it and it exploded some of its shells off and now it has a vulnerability. As long as it doesn't yeah. account for that vulnerability uh, since it got away. Nah. <laughs> it probably won't do that, right? Yeah, that. probably. Anyway, at least the bad guys don't have this cool dragon spear. I think, yes, we should give it to Pelotov. If I also can't have the dragon spear, then I request that we have a dragon fighting training montage. Hmm. Okay. Where we all practice punching dragons and jumping on them in the sky. Yeah, I could be down for that. The last montage we had, I think, was a shopping montage in Diefield. And I think we're definitely due for one. Yeah. <laughs> Punching and jumping on dragons is absolutely not going to be the best use of my abilities and will almost certainly be entirely fatal to Clem. Uh, I don't know if Clem was saying that, that she's a dragon chaser, so... She's yeah, mocking the here. locals. Clem is walking back with the armored people to get bought to get bought drinks nice for sure so it sounds like she jumps on dragons a lot and maybe she just didn't tell us that part of her backstory it's making fun of the locals why would she do that have you met her <laughs> she wants free drinks fuck and to look cool as shit it's not okay. often that you get to meet such gullible people you know even <laughs> so where's everyone heading clem is heading to the tavern for more drinks mm-hmm. yeah i think we should go into town i think I wouldn't mind drinking a dragon chaser myself. Uh, does... Like a chaser? I'll stick a move, yep. stick a move. Yeah, what were you saying, Charity? D- 
Does Charity think that uh, he could use telekinesis to, like, lift this spear? Do you have a limit on that, necessarily? Yeah, but it's going to be expressed in weight in pounds, which, God help us for what anything else weighs, because this is D&D. Um, a thousand pounds. Okay, uh, give me a roll. Give me an arcana roll to see how well you How can. heavy is this thing? Can I assist the telekinesis? It's a tree. <laughs> Andy, uh, I don't know how much trees weigh. Does anybody here know how much I, trees weigh? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's it's a, a, just a uh, crazy I mean, amount. Here's the, uh, the daily or the weekly plug. Guidance. It's a cantrip that makes you or your friends better at things that you're trying to do, like Arcana rolls. Use it early. Use it often. Um, trees can weigh anywhere from about a thousand pounds to two million pounds. <laughs> Wow, that's a huge range. Is that like the General Sherman or something out in fucking California? Uh, 14 Arcana. Cool. All right. A 14. Uh, With Stormbringer's help, uh, you're able to drag this thing, uh, which will leave a mark and definitely, you know, leave a trail. But it's movable. Yeah, I'm mainly just trying to have it not be like in the fucking forest because uh, I'm going to need to deal with it. But or, you know, Pelototh is, but I'm like, I'd kind of prefer that it wasn't far enough out. Like, it doesn't even have to come inside the city, but to the point where, like, they could watch it on the walls. <laughs> right. Um, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Easy enough to, to you know, with with all your might, you you can finesse this thing uh, up into the to the walls, essentially the torchlight of the walls so nice. that they can watch. Charge is just going to sort of like crick his neck slightly despite the fact that this was you know telekinesis so the strain is entirely mental sort of call to the guards could you just make sure that no one takes that and by no one i mean probably another to. dragon i mean yeah it's that's fine scream if someone tries to take it and come right. get us okay sure thing uh and as we're sort of then getting back into town um charity's gonna sort of be pondering it a little bit and sort of um hikari yes do you still have enough energy to cast that spell that affects uh, memories? Uh, let me think here for a minute. While I look something up in my brain. <laughs> I can understand it can take a while. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, I can. Still, I feel the strength. Uh, before you turn in for the night uh, and or go drink more, um, could you perhaps cast that on me at Aideen's? Sure. Um, Charity will sort of be like, uh, I think I need to prepare for tomorrow. I'll see you all whenever. Don't get too drunk before tomorrow. Maybe try to make sure that Clem hasn't, like, drunk multiple times her body weight in alcohol. Alright. Sounds good. What's tomorrow? What, what's tomorrow? <laughs> oh, he's supposed to be preparing for something. Tuesday? Today's Tuesday, I think. Today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Wednesday. I guess this is probably going to be what I'm doing the rest of the session, is trying to figure out what we're preparing for tomorrow. There's a bomb coming, or maybe not a bomb. Is it like a volcano? Maybe. Is it like a traveling volcano? Yeah, it might be. That might be what's being left on Aideen's front porch. I just love when the DM is going, the what? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, if this is inaccurate, it's a failing of the recap. Yep. <laughs> True. <laughs> Clem, as you as you step into the the tavern, 
uh, and the guards immediately rush to the bar and start telling the story of the dragon chasers. Uh, and other fools are coming up to him and kind of pushing him around a little bit, saying, you idiot, that's the family. That's not, they're not dragon chasers. They do all kinds of things. They're the family. The, the, the whole symbol is up in the square, for God's sake. Um, so you get the sense that some of these guards actually might be newer to the town a little bit and don't quite know of all of the exploits of this group. Uh, and it also feels like a lot of people crammed in here. As much as you'd like a drink, it is a little uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I'm going to leave. Yeah, as you kind of then start to, to back out, uh, uh, one of the um, uh, one of the female guards uh, kind of rushes over and hands you a mug and says, let's take, let's take a walk. And I'm going to look at her and I'm going to squint and I'm going to throw back the entire mug, toss it onto the table and say, all right, you got five minutes. I, w- I was planning to mostly walk and drink in silence. Oh. Silence. Large crowds kind of upset me as well. I recognize it in rise. That's fair. Well, if you give me another drink, we can drink in silence. Sure, take this one. And she'll hand you hers and run back to the bar. Uh, and then comes back uh, pretty quickly. Uh, she's she's beautiful. She has uh, a, a um, kind of uh, a, a large bun in the back of her head that she has uh, two sticks sort of sticking through. Uh, in order to hold it in place, and it's almost uh, jet black hair. Um, she seems to be half elf, is what you would guess, uh, with just a few elven features. And um, yeah, she's not. She's pretty short for even a half elf. Um, so while yes, definitely two of you, uh, not not an, an incredibly imposing figure. Uh, and then she'll step out into the to the night with you and walk a little bit and sip on the flagon that she has in her hand. So you usually get two dragon bells in one night? We've never had a dragon here. No, this is... Oh, so I, Something feels very off. Yeah, there seems like there's a lot of new new guards here. Are you preparing for something? Is there a Just, reason that you're stocking up extra on protection? I'm new. I, I, I was... My family came in a caravan. Um, we sell sort of uh, glass and we blow glass for, for individuals and... Here seem to be a very good place to set up business, but I, my brothers are the ones that are doing most of the glass blowing. I could help out by being a guard. They pay pretty well. Have you actually had any action lately? I've trained quite a lot. You know anything about what's happening? Are you just here to protect the town? Honestly, I'm here to protect my family, and if they're in the town, then that's what I do. I'm sorry, I, I'm not very good at conversating. Um. Oh, yeah, same. I'm just going to ask a bunch of questions. I've been alone for literally decades, so all I know how to do is ask questions. I lived underground for three years. <laughs> and now I have questions. <laughs> and the two of you continue your, your walk <laughs> through the, the moonlight. It's it's getting to be about midnight at this point. I uh, still have is... something I want to do tonight, too. <laughs> you can do whatever at any point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once I get back to um, the house that we're staying at, uh, yeah, what are the sleeping arrangements? Is everyone gonna? So, is that the plan? Is everyone I, comes over to Adine's or Missy had set us up so. rooms at the tavern? Yes. Um, oh, okay. Then I can go to a room. Yeah, I might be good if I'm by myself for this. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. So you walk just a little bit with this individual, and then you start heading back. Uh, they say good night. Their shift's almost done anyway. Um. What's their name? Pretend I was polite and asked it. <laughs> well, uh, but did you? Did Clem ask? 
<laughs> yeah, probably. Eventually, probably. And they got a yell like, montage. Yeah. <laughs> at some um, point, be like, oh, yeah, you have a name. Uh, Serene is her name. I guess it's a name. And then just, yeah. She chuckles a little at this and <laughs> drinks. And then you uh, start heading back. Um, Hakari and uh, Charity, you make your way both to the uh, to Aideen's place. Um, Hakari, there's there's something a little bit inside you about doing a, a memory spell on on Charity, because last time this happened, you will remember, you nearly got caught on fire with a flame that can't be quenched. It it was a little bit of a harrowing experience, um, but. Uh, you know. I doubt that'll stop me. I feel like I've had enough harrowing experiences in my life <laughs> lives. Okay, 100%. I just have to say, as that line was delivered, the little Windows weather thing in my toolbar flicked over to fire weather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just okay. like, hey, Windows, what do you know that I don't? <laughs> All right, so the two of you uh, are at Aideen's. Um, so with, I assume, Aideen there as well, um, Charity's going to sort of turn to Kari. When I was just Calorin, when I was the death spell, I was very good at planning. Even though most of why people feared me was the whole, you know, burning them to death and implacability and the fact that if I was there, it probably meant you were dead. I was very good at laying out plans, and it seems like with everything that's going on, we need some of that we need to understand really well what resources we have what resources we don't and the ways to use them so i was hoping i know that the memory spells can be strange with me but i i was just hoping to get more clarity around times when i know i planned to see if i could bring some more of that ability forward is that something i can do with this I mean, we're playing a little fast and loose with memory spells. I, was like, the, I the, love the, it. The, the boundaries <laughs> okay. of modified memory have been somewhat amorphous. <laughs> but I love it. Sure, so, then. So uh, as you then prepare, and feel free to describe how you prepare, um, go ahead and roll also an arcana check. to Because okay. this is some finesse. Charity will give you guidance as well. Um, So I can't really like click on a lot of stuff in here without rolling it. So, hold on. I I also don't know if this would matter, and you can decide uh -huh. what you want to do with it, Andy, but Charity would probably describe the particular incident that he's looking for of the Talbersham burning, um, and I don't yeah. know if Aideen could help with the fact that she knows things about Talbersham um, as much as she sure. knew Charity's, or she knew the story that Calorin had sort of produced i don't know if that helps guide hikari at all right i think i think yeah i think um uh, i was gonna say advantage though it, it doesn't matter on the roll yeah uh, so i accidentally rolled it three times no you're good my, yeah. and uh but it does guidance. help stabilize it and a d4 do you want to roll that real quick dingle i can four all right so 15 good uh what is it um what sort of happens when you cast this spell how do you do that Okay, so what I was going to say is I can't click on the little info thing about, like, the stuff you would use and stuff. Oh, okay. I, I can do that real quick. So if you could... There do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's in spells. Can you read that? There, thank you. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay. Um, 
So yeah, I don't really need anything for this except, okay. So, uh, whoa, whoa, okay. Stop clicking on my thing. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I was trying to read it. So yeah, I, uh, I don't know, like put my hands in the air. I hum a little bit like a really bad psychic, like, mm, I don't know. And then I put my hands like on Charity's head and cast the spell. I don't know. I don't know what I do. It's okay. No, it's good. I got put on the spot and I didn't improv well. You did great. You, as you place your hands on Hakari's, uh, I'm sorry, on Charity's head, um, are you there as well, Stormringer? Just watching or are you? I think probably I would have gone there. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm comfortable sleeping in the tavern at this point. So I'm probably planning on sleeping on the floor at Aideen's. Fair. So. Uh, you and Aideen, as Aideen had kind of um, told as much as she could about mostly the aftermath um, of of this incident in, in Charity Kalorin's life. Um, and as Hakari then places her hands on Charity's head, you see the room, the just the light in the room get dimmer and kind of dimmer. Um, and then something kind of um, weird happens. The There's almost a line of Hakari's uh, deep red hair that on the very end of it seems to spark a little and it kind of and gives off some sparks and then it you see a you see the line almost like her hair is a fuse and this sort of sparking action is very very slowly making its way up Hakari's head and at first you you, you almost go to put it out because you think it's just the hair catching on fire but it's leaving behind a very specific strand of golden hair and you start to then remember oh this is weirdly one of hakari's god's way of of manifesting some of this magic though it does appear like there's a timeline because it's diffused kind of thing so hakari with your 15 you're able to you're able to search through um some of these memories that feel like they've been locked off from charity you have an easier time seemingly accessing these things than charity does as you're sort of brushing by them very very quickly to kind of get at something that feels or looks a little bit like what what uh Aideen described you are blocked for a second you just see a whiteness inside charity's mind and a small lone figure kind of standing just in the open in the middle of nowhere cloaked in a very gray silver hooded cloak and they turn to you and it appears to be charity though the eyes are entirely different they're eyes that almost look like they've seen many more years than charity and they reach into themselves into their chest and sort of slowly pull out what looks to be a string and they let it pull and dangle a little bit from their chest and they slowly walk toward you Hakari. and if you let them it looks like they're going to place that string like right right below your neck right here the clavicle clavicle right this area yeah, about it Wait, yeah uh and and you get a, a little bit of a pinching sensation and as he pulls back his hand the string kind of dips down straight to the center of your chest and the two of you are connected and you've never had this sort of experience in a head before you are not 
necessarily in control here. It's almost as if this figure is offering a connection to you that that a simple spell is, is not quite able to do on its own. And then the world shatters as if it were made of glass. Everything falls around you, breaking. The figure is gone. You, you reach for your chest. There's no, there's no string necessarily there. But you seem to now have freer access to parts of Charity's brain that, yes, he didn't have access to, but something was blocking some of these memories. And you see a very young Charity. I mean, relatively, Charity's already young, but this is this is years ago. But he's got confidence, and he's commanding people all around him, and he's he's trying to think quickly, and he keeps darting over to a large group of children in the corner. This might be this incident that Charity has been relaying to you. And then you see this figure on the roof across this dirt street, almost... It's moving just enough to what looks to be hiding its wings. It seems to be watching Charity, almost without Charity even noticing. You're tipping, you're tapping into almost the subconscious of Charity here. How much of this would you like to show to him? How much of this would you like to open up for him? Well, that's a lot. Uh, you mean as far as, like, letting him know about, like, the weird, like, string and all that? Right, there's a weird, there's a weird sort of choice you're gonna have to make here. This is because you're you're dealing with a memory that is not even conscious for what Charity would know. Right, this is something that is buried deep in his unconscious, his subconscious. He might have possibly accidentally seen something out of the corner of his eye that you can zoom in on and you can get a better sense of. But it was something that completely went by this Charity at the moment. How much of that do you want to preserve as uh, subconscious? Or how much of that do you want to bring to the forefront in his mind? And this is just one of many memories like this. How deep do you want to go in all of these locked areas of his brain, trying to unlock and give him the key? I mean, I'll go a little deeper. You'll go deeper as well? So before you kind of make this decision of allowing Charity to become conscious of this. You uh, keep going back a little further and a little further until, until you feel all of a sudden sucked into a space. It's just a room, probably underground, but lit brilliantly outside. There's a small baby in a crib, and the crib has been ornately decorated with what looks to you to be like angels and demons. Oddly enough, going to war symbolically over this child or if this is just a hand-me-down crib you're, you're not sure but there's a woman then in the corner who's just kind of rocking slowly who has uh another uh small child um that they are nursing at this moment would you like to get any closer or sure why not so, so as you get closer the child does seem to be older than the baby in the crib you can tell just from the magic here that Charity seems to be the baby that, again, you're dipping into subconscious time periods in, in Charity's life that not even he remembers or has ever remembered. And you're getting closer. And then the woman turns to you and says, why are you here? What do you want with them? Ah, uh, that's a little freaky. <laughs> okay. Do you tell her that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was directly to her. Ah. Uh. 
I apologize. I don't, I don't mean to be freaky, but you're the one who entered my house. Listen, lady, I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to help out my friend here, and you're not supposed to talk back. And so I just start, like, put my hands up and start stepping, like, backwards slowly. Okay. She stands from this rocking chair and places the, the child on the ground, who immediately starts kind of playing with um, what looks to be a, a very rudimentary wooden doll. Um, and then from behind her back, she produces a very long sword and kind of just keeps it out at her side. If you don't know what you're doing here, I suggest you leave very, very quickly. Okie doke. <laughs> I'm gonna like run out of the room or where I am. <laughs> I'm really freaked out. All right. Okie doke. All right. Uh, you run out, uh, like you head to the door and stuff and you place your hand on the doorknob and you, uh, it just passes right through it. You, you can't do anything here. <laughs> the room lights up brilliantly in a in a, a brilliant white light and you slowly turn and there's this woman has sprouted angel wings in this moment a long flowing white gown has appeared and a sword that gleams perfectly pristine and she swings at you that's not safe to do with babies around andy yeah for real she's just like Oh, so she doesn't then. Okay, thank you. <laughs> These aren't safe infant practices. Does a 32 hit you? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm with Darcy. <laughs> yeah, they've got a point. Um, That's 20 psychic damage then, Hakari. Oh, you're not healed, are you? Yeah, you're not healed, are you? <laughs> <laughs> got him. Uh, <laughs> yep, I got him with that one. <laughs> this this uh sort of yeah this this white uh, uh light uh follows the the impossibly quick action of the sword slash um and she just kind of stares at you as you feel yourself i would say your corporeal form is is failing you almost in this moment but it's it's it, 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 it's your mental projection of your sort of corporeal self that seems to be kind of slipping and and having a hard time maintaining its integrity you don't have long you are probably being kicked out of charity's mind at this point in your last few moments here what again do you want to show to charity all of it i want to show him all of it you're opening up not only parts of charity's life that he has uh that has been hidden from him by some other forces but you're opening up parts that that even he has never quite experienced. Okay, so... I'm not saying, I'm just giving you information. Okay, well, I mean, maybe, like, the subconscious, like, stuff that, like, people wouldn't normally remember. Okay. Probably not. But, like, all of the other stuff, can I just, like... Yeah, I, I wouldn't probably be like, oh, yeah, you need to remember every memory you've ever had since you were, like, conscious. A conscious being, whatever that is. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, 100%. Okay. Uh, so, so Galway, at this point, very quickly, like a, like a, like the floodgates being opened and too much water almost slamming into you at once, a lot of your memories have been unlocked of Calderon. Not just this specific one about him being good at planning, 
but lots of others are starting to come back to you again maybe not quite everything um but uh, stuff that uh, that that has been lost to you is is rushing back Aideen and stormbringer you see charity's eyes flip open and they are black entirely black you see you see sort of a, a sludge beginning to almost form a horn out of charity's now two broken horns um and uh and that that fuse on the back of of hakari's head has now reached the top hakari falls backward just immediately almost passes out falls back you see kind of a white like slash almost across her as she kind of tumbles almost back into your lap and then charity's the horn the horn is not sludge the eyes are not black he opens his eyes and again something feels a little different about the eyes that open while they've always been charities they feel like they've seen more years what would you all like to do question andy on the uh yeah with the scope of the locks were kind of opened on memories mostly focused on things i would remember anyway did i get the do i know what happened to hakari with regard to the sword slash in my head etc no that whole scene you were too young and to that's what i kind of was, was figuring so that yeah. is like that woman is lost or is yeah. not present for me okay correct charity's just ah uh, i was a really shit person um i doubt it and is hikari okay like i don't know if oh, she's how she's supposed to she's supposed to look no no that's not uh well she's not on fire this time uh i'm gonna do a quick medicine check on her sure hikari you you're um for a second there you were almost dipping out of consciousness but you're back uh charity's kind of looking over you you feel physically fine um 21 medicine nice uh and she is she's physically fine other than being severely burned by lightning not too long ago (laughs) and that sort of thing all all the shit we knew about (laughs) all the stuff you knew about is yeah there uh and akari you're you have a, a splitting headache um, but everything else about you seems intact, and that little, um, that sort of light slash across your chest is completely faded. Okay, I'm going to cast, so I'm awake. Yes. I'm going to cast, which is better, again, I can't click on it, um, prayer of healing, or... Probably like a lay on hands. A what? Lay on, or not lay on hands, uh, cure wounds. Cure wounds, okay, I'll cast that. At, shh, might as well, I'll cast that at level four. Okay. Nice. 17 yep 17 is added to you that was it all right charity certainly you've you've you you didn't know that you had studied tactics and war strategy that that is oddly from a different life but it all comes flooding back you feel tactically minded you feel more confident about choices you can make for defenses and and how to how to gather the right people and where foes might be attacking from um yeah this is this is a decent feeling turn uh Aideen, do you have maps of cliff mill and then the scouting map that you'd showed earlier and some spare paper and ink uh, of course yes uh over here uh, I was getting it out before looking at stuff, but here's the map of Cliff Mill. She rolls that across her table entirely, uh, knocking over a, a small candelabra and and a dish and stuff onto the floor. She's 
she's very quick to do what you're asking them. Uh, and Charity's just going to start writing out a list of allies, um, along with the disposition potentially of like forces that they could bring, resources that they have. Um, Crotch the Sticky is on it. Uh, any other pirate connections uh, that he might have uh, is on it. Um, the uh, the petting zoo that includes like owl bears, etc., and very dangerous creatures. Repeatedly, he's made mention of. Um, is there a, a hamster lad? Um, he kind of has a little question mark of make ready the sails, Mister Hislop. Um, the uh, uh, the resistance in um, the horrible place that we just were. Vagelter. Vagelter. Um, with their information, uh, the lights in the dark, various criminal organizations that he'd worked with as Kalorin, who he knows are available for hire or were, um, the, uh, there is one note of the children of Talbersham, uh, listed down dragons, um, etc. And then like, he's going to essentially begin sketching just the basic outline of the city and start sketching, uh, like, naval forces pulling people out of the city just to get them away military forces embankments you know everything he knows of fighting fire elementals um sort of sketching out defensive lines uh question of like how many dragons of what type um but as he's hastily sketching this out because i think he probably still doesn't know this um the pen is going to stop Nadine. hey is Black Tom still alive? I don't believe so, no. Or at least that's the rumors. Many said that you're the one to end him. That makes sense. That memory is still... Yeah, and I kind of figured it would. Yeah. Do the lights in the dark still exist? The people sure still exist, though it's uh, not quite as organized as before. Though the right rallying call could send them to you. He sort of big breath, pauses, begins, continues writing the list. Um, <laughs> you're going to see... Diefield halflings question mark <laughs> um but at this i would say that charity seems like he's he's hitting a level of focus where he's almost zoning out of he's yeah. just writing looking at these maps thinking about timelines thinking about where various things are he'll probably like prop up the little uh sending slate that for um, for hamster lad but yeah. i refuse i i I forget his name. Absalon um, Frey. <laughs> hamster lad. Yeah. Yep. Hamster lad. Uh, just so uh, that Aideen, like, yeah, Aideen sees you focus on this uh, and she's like, let me put a, a pot on. She's going to make some tea for you. Um, just so that like, I feel like it's in his peripheral vision so he could see if writing came back and he's just going. I don't know what anyone else is doing. <laughs> what did you write to him? Or uh, you, yeah. You I, I'd written a couple of sessions night. ago that was essentially yeah. like, essentially, we should talk if it's a good time or yeah, if it's is, not. <laughs> yeah, just a couple hours ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no writing has come back yet on that. Um, and uh, Burbage, what are, what are you getting up to tonight? Burbage is trying to figure out what tomorrow is okay hey ziggy um i imagine burbage would have maybe wandered back to the tavern briefly and saw that it was a bit too packed even for his liking yeah. and um it's like you said it was like midnight yeah pretty much at this point um i think he would wander out around the 
the base of the ice spire a little bit. See if okay. is anybody out and about like wandering or hanging around the ice spire? Um, not really at this hour. Um, you'll see people scurrying uh, from you know tavern to home. That's about as much as it is. Um, no one's really hanging out here in this area. And do you go into sort of the hollow area of it so that it's perfectly silent or? Yeah. Okay. And is, uh, what, what is the current status of, uh, Gary Shambling? The last we knew. Yeah, he... currently. Yeah. He, he's still, uh, wrapped around the base of this thing. He seems to be growing, uh, around the base of this. He's much larger than last time you remember. Uh, and when you got here, uh, I think charity threw some meat at him. And he was eating it up and stuff. Sure. I think, I think basically Burbage would take, I think he does his uh, traditional post arriving at Cliff Mill, just kind of check in with uh, Gary and with Vimaris, who's how far up? Uh, 180 feet or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Know, but... You also see the two sort of really dark figures. The... In this almost slightly glowing ice spire, dragon bulls. They are. Are they in dragon turtle form? Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. Burbage would try to. You also take... remember you have that uh, note from your brother still in your. Yeah, brain. yeah. I, I'd say that Burbage is uh, kind of holding that and walking around, and he's not quite ready to read it. Um, but he, but yeah, he'll go over to Gary Shambling and 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 uh, be like. Hey, how's it going over here? Branches sort of twitch a little bit, um, which are which are again all adorned with like pink and yellow ribbons that have been tied on it um, as kind of a remembrance for the spire and what happened. Burbage will pat himself. He'll try to find something to maybe something that he could like cut off with a dagger, like cut off a piece of cloth, one of his pieces of clothing, okay, or ribbon. Uh, shouldn't be. He's yeah. got plenty of shit. Oh yeah, and um. And he'll just kind of lean against. Would Gary? Gary would let. Can Can Burbage kind of lean against the spire? Lean against Gary? You can certainly try. <laughs> Gary's not going to eat Burbage. Come on. Could you give me an animal handling check, please? Famous last words. Famous. Yeah. Last, this is how Burbage goes. <laughs> this is eaten <laughs> by an ally. <laughs> oh, that's a three, which turns into a four. <laughs> um. He, you kind of go to like, sn like snuggle up against him a little bit. He <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't understand that, that, uh, that you're trying to like do that. He more just kind of wants you out of his space for now. So sure. he's very, he's not going to attack you because he knows you. This is Gary that we're talking about, but he's going to sort of push you away. And as he does, again, you kind of rub up against the, the spire. Um, and you, you have to jerk your hand away because you remember how, intensely cold is yeah it is very cold um also something weird happens in the in the torchlight of the of the area um as you sort of uh jerk your hand away for some reason all of a sudden you notice as you're kind of waving your hand back and forth you're not casting a shadow just the the light from the torches you're just not casting any shadow and you sort of stand up a little bit kind of walk around there's you just can't find a shadow anywhere Oh, that's, um, Burbage will consider that. And Burbage will, uh, remember a story that he, uh, read years ago as a child. And he'll say, I too am an unfrog, perhaps the most unfrog there is. 
And he'll sniffle and look around, and he'll look up at Vimeris and the Ice Spire, and he'll say, I am afraid to open my eyes, as worlds of water may spill out, but I shall breathe deeply and bargain with my brain. And Burbage breathes deeply and bargains with his brain. Excellent. Clem, as Burbage is doing that, as Charity Hikari Stormbringer are doing their thing, what are you doing as you get to the room that was sort of designated for you all to sleep in? You're probably sharing it, this one, with Burbage and Hikari, maybe? Um, but no, Stormbringer, but nobody's there now. No one's there, yeah. Although you know Stormbringer <sighs> will probably just sleep right outside the door. <laughs> uh, but you're alone there. Want to get out the box. Yes. And I also want to get out the schematics because I, I took the schematics as well for it. Yeah. It says that I have, oh God, so many things to read through. Um, Magical item schematic that yeah. I got because they wanted me to work on it anyway, right? So yes, like, correct. So can I investigate the schematics to just see what I can learn about it? Sure. Excellent. Yeah. Give me a uh, investigation or an arcana. Better. Deaf investigation. It's an 11. Uh, can I'm going to use yeah. one of my two remaining flash of genius okay. to add five to that to make it 16. All right. With a 16, you're able to you're able to uh, suss out some specific uh, elements that you can read as, oh, this must be attributing uh, this characteristic to this magic item. So you're can able I to figure out at all why it talked to me and what's going on with that. Right. So that's odd because that doesn't seem to be something you found in the schematics. Okay. The idea of an intelligent magic item is often something that it, it is so incredibly difficult to create um, that you wonder if looking at the schematics, there are there are spaces for different stones. And you're wondering if they maybe found a stone that has some sort of intellectual properties that they then added to this crown. Okay. You're able like to maybe they only that... vaguely knew what they were doing and just kind of shoved things in there. Right. It does feel a little slapdash, right? Okay. It feels a little, it doesn't quite have the elegance of something like you and C Ren would might come up with. Okay. Um, it does look like it can, uh, uh, change size to fit basically any size creature. And it looks like by the schematics, it looks like it can go up to like, incredibly large giant or dragon sized crown um and then you find you're finding all these elements of of areas in which it could enhance abilities um you're not exactly sure how and what abilities some of that is still not quite real. and that's that's mostly what you find so far all right um i'm gonna knock on the box just like, okay yeah and i'm gonna just say hey you there i'm here yes why are you trying to talk to me I thought I might be able to help you. How? You're just a thing in a box. I don't have to be in this box. You do right now, though. Well, then I can't help you. Who are you? I once was someone very important. I think I was a dwarf at one point. Long, long, long ago. Did you talk to the people that put you in there? A bit, yes. What do they want? They wanted me to help unlock the hidden powers of anyone I was on top of. That sounds sketchy. It is a bit sketchy sounding, isn't it? <laughs> what do you mean by unlock the hidden powers? I don't think I have any hidden powers. I'm pretty powerful on my own. Well, how would you know? 
They I've done a lot of self-reflecting. I see. I see. You've seen. You've seen in the the lake itself your own reflection and feel that you have met that person, right? That's a really weird but apt way of putting it. Tell me, what happens when you raise your right hand in the reflection? Does it raise its right hand? That's not how reflections work. Then what you're seeing is not really you. Yeah, this sounds like magic yes. bullshit rather than science bullshit. Oh, I am not scientific, reason. no. I mean, I like magic. Magic's fine and all, but... Yes. But there's a scientific reason for why it reflects differently. It, it just makes sense. I would love to hear more. I don't believe. Give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Damn it. <laughs> I thought because it was in the box that it was fine. 15? I can know before. I think I can use. Um, I can know bef if, if it will pass or fail before I use Flash of Genius, but I can look it up if you want me to. It's it's fine. Yeah, this will this will pass. Okay. You think this passes. Um, however, you do notice that oddly enough, your left hand has undid the latch. <gasps> and you notice that and, and you you're a little you feel a little weird about that. Uh, and you can relatch it very easily if you'd like. Oh yeah, definitely. You okay? So you do that again, and uh, and you sort of um, oddly enough, it, it was locked as well. I'm gonna. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Yeah, so you're not exactly sure how you undid the lock because you just kind of uh, shut it, latch it, turn turn sort of the knob just a tiny bit, and then you hear the lock click into place again. Listen, asshole! I didn't say that you could use me to set you free. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Are you? And I'm going to just take out some candle wax and just melt it over where the locks locking mechanism is. I know that it won't stop it from happening, but at least it's another like weird thing that I will then notice if I'm doing it. I can't feel the box. Perhaps you open me up. I'm not trying to hurt you, you freak. I'm trying to make it so it's harder to open. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Do you, not you trust... had some kind of candle wax thing that you were into when you were alive, which is fine, but we're not about that right now. D do you not trust yourself around me? No, I don't trust you around me because you obviously got into my brain and made my hands do things that they that they, that I didn't want them to do. I apologize. You don't. You're a lying sack of shit in there. <laughs> Listen, you might have dealt with idiots before, but I'm not an idiot, so... I'm curious about you, but I'm not that power-hungry. Fair enough. Uh, I'm just saying that I could help you. You have, you seem to have friends. And I could throw you in the bottom of a well, so nobody will find you for literally thousands of years. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Why? What are you going to do? Give me another wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Why do I have to be an antagonizing asshole to this thing? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm guessing a 13, I get the feeling, doesn't save. Okay. So I could use Flash of Genius. I believe so. That's my last one. It's fine. Can I do... Well, hold on. Let me... Did I put it in my spells like a smart person? No, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, can I use Detect Thoughts on this, or is it only on like a creature? I think an intelligent mind. I think it doesn't work on like squirrels necessarily, but it does on. Because <laughs> I have my medallion of objects. thoughts. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of want to use detect thoughts on it if I can. I think you need to see it, but 
Maybe double check the spell. Okay, let me see. No, you can use detect thoughts to like detect things through walls. I'm pretty sure. Okay. You just sense the presence of minds. I'll double check. Okay, thank you. So, uh, so you rolled an 18 with that, then? Yes. Yes. Okay. With my last Uh, flash of genius, yes. Saves, uh, but you do notice yourself sort of caressing the wax just a little bit, and you pull your hand back. I said, quit it. Sorry, to probe their thoughts, you do have to see them, but you know that they exist. It's both. We were both right. To probe the thoughts, you have to see them, but you can detect that there is a, like, sentient mind through barriers. You don't have to see But I can't, like, get it stuff unless I can see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, once you detect the presence of a creature in this way, you can read its thoughts for the rest of the duration as described above, even if you can't see it. Never mind. There's fucking layers in the paragraphs of this spell. Okay, you, so then I'm going to do Detect Thoughts. Okay, you sense the presence of an intelligent mind in this thing. Yeah, and I want to probe into its fucking thought. All right. Uh, how do we probe? Does it get a save? Or I think you automatically yeah, know D- surface it's thoughts. it's a DC 13. You automatically know the surface thoughts, yeah. and then it makes a wisdom saving throw uh, you, to push deeper. And I'm going to just say, two can play that game, asshole. And I'm going to try and push deeper. But I do want to hear surface thoughts first. Sure. Yeah. So surface thoughts uh, are, I I really dislike being in this box. I need to get out of it. I need to do what I'm supposed to do. And I don't really care uh, who I need to help in order to allow them to free me. The surface level thoughts, but that's his main desire, you guess, here. Um, so, yeah, let me roll to see. It's a DC What 13. if I take him out of the box and put him on Randall? I think we all want to see that, right? All of us want to see that, right? I think pretty no, sure. No, I all... really don't want no, no. Randolph to become the demon lord. Pretty sure we're all, yeah. All right. Um, so it's a DC 13. I'm guessing wisdom save. It doesn't say on my thing. I should type it in. It is a wisdom save. Okay. okay. It is, if it's a yeah, wisdom, then yeah, he saves with a 16. Yeah. The, the fucking items have such low DCs. It's annoying. I have such a high, like, such a high spell DC. We're higher at 17, and I'm just yeah. so annoyed. It's fine. You would have failed. Uh, okay. That then I'm ends say, the spell. Oh, I'm going to be like, listen, buddy. Yes, buddy. God, you're very hard to like. Uh, sorry, is it my voice you don't like? It's can, the in- intonation. I in- could change it if you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, change it to the Stone of Galore's voice. Oh, come on, Andy. You had How are we doing? What do you think about this? <laughs> I'm the thing in the books. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking to you right now if you don't quit it. I'm sorry. Does this sound bad? For more of the Stone of Galore, go listen to our Waterdeep campaign in the Helpful Goat Presents podcast. Does this sound better? Sure. So, listen, I'm not, I'm not a heartless gnome, mostly, but not fully. I do feel a bit bad for you that you're stuck in the box. But also, you've now tried to manipulate me twice to get you out of it. Why don't you just tell me what your purpose is? My purpose is to get out of the box, help anyone I can. Yeah, what does the help mean? I believe that when I am in this contraption, well, it's, it's going to augment the abilities that you have deep inside. Do I know if any of the party has identify? Um, I don't know if anyone's cast identify in front of you because I don't think anyone has it. Okay. Um, what should I call you, by the way? 
What would you like to call me? That's not, that's a weird response to it. You said that you were a guy, possibly a dwarf. I'm sure you had a name. What should I call you? If anybody says, what would you like to call me? I automatically don't trust them because they're not telling me information. I get that. I get that. Sure. Uh, could I, d one second, one moment. <laughs> like, is this the crowd saying it or Andy? <laughs> Andy. I, I really, I really want, like, as you have this mental connection, you just hear like hold music. <laughs> um, I was once called Cremwell very, very long ago. I suppose you could call me that. All right, Cremwell, here's the thing. Yes. I think I am interested oh. in helping you get out of the box if you can help us. However, yes. I can't make this decision by myself. It's not fair. You know, I've met another gnome. He was. Do you want a pat on the back or. No. I was in his backpack for a very long time. I don't like enclosed spaces. Can you truly get me out of this? Yeah. I, listen, I'm smarter than all the people that made you, okay? So. Oh, well, that is a relief because they were a bunch of dum-dums. They were, and we killed them. Indeed. Indeed. So, here's the thing. Make another wisdom saving throw. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I'm out of my stuff, too, so. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, it's a crit uh, fail. Oh, a Rachel, what'd you roll? A crit fail? I rolled a crit fail, Andy. We'll be right back. We're all going to go and manage our fluids and take Sorry, a break. Clem doesn't know when to stop. Do you have inspiration? <laughs> Do I? Let's see. Um, I know we haven't had it handed out in a while, no? so I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get it for all of this because this is wild. But until Lena's then, Lena's so mad at me right now. <laughs> until then, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, manage our fluids. You manage your fluids at home. Uh, thank you very much for watching. We'll be right back. See you in a minute. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Uh, there are some moments as a DM where you really, really root for a nat 20 for your players so they can do something awesome and cool. And there are other times when you really kind of root for that crit miss. Well, I got to, uh, uh, my wish. Um, You're welcome. At the detriment of the world. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome back. We have managed our fluids. We are ready it to get back. It could be good. It could be good. I can't wait. I can't wait to see. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone back. Um, we are playing Fates of Rin. And right before break, Clem... Uh, was talking to an entity inside a box that's certainly intelligent. He named himself Cremwell uh, or Cremwall. Uh, and however, you know, maybe that was a lie. Maybe that was the truth. Um, and then <laughs> it, seemingly it tried to take over uh, Clem's mind and Clem rolled poorly. But we'll come back to that. Um, about what time do you go to bed, Burbage? Now, Burbage shows up now to the room. You're on your way. You head to the room. Uh, Hikari, were you heading back as well? Yeah, I'm exhausted. And then Stormbringer, were you probably going to stay at Aideen's, you think, you said? No, I think Stormbringer's going to give Charity some privacy with Aideen and go check on Burbage and Hikari because she's worried about them. I see. Okay. <laughs> That's probably wise. Sure. Are we uh, is, are we metagaming? Uh, we're, no, I think we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Uh, so Stormbringer and Hikari are walking back, uh, and Burbage, you um, you get there first. And again, uh, 
go away if, if there's more you'd like to be doing feel free to jump in too um but also it's getting really late and you know everyone's getting really tired and before anything horrible happens it'd be good to go to bed is what you think yeah Herbert <laughs> wants to go to bed but for, he does want to ask clem what is tomorrow what are we what are we preparing for specifically yeah that would be good to ask clem so <laughs> you uh even the bar at this late hour uh has, has been winding down um the guards that were drinking um has seemed to have had their fill everyone's kind of stumbling home um you're pretty sure you even see missy in the crowd still stumbling around uh kind of making her way back to the the mayor's estate hey uh, missy i i, I sent your yeah. boyfriend's poetry into a contest for publication i'm sorry what i sent your boyfriend's poetry i don't have a boyfriend well whatever he is i sent you you know the lizard okay. guy what the who the lizard guy good night master butterbridge good night oh, right good night i did not send that lizard guy's poetry in for publication good night oh right good night missy and that, that must have been the wrong missy <laughs> she stumbles over to the mayor's estate uh, <laughs> burbage does not get along well with mayors apparently evidently not um uh and and waiting in the uh the lower tavern as uh no i want to do an insight check on missy okay <laughs> uh, this is very important yeah um no I think we're all delirious from lack of sleep. <laughs> it's only been a day. <laughs> oh, it has? Yeah, you yeah. Saw we're, that we're, not, we're not missing sleep yet. I thought we're... it was like 10 days or something. No, Burbage oh, no, is no. just delirious by default. Yeah, Hakari and Burbage certainly have True. had a lot less sleep than the rest of everyone, but yeah. Um, what was your insight? I'm sorry. 16. All right. Uh, with a 16, uh, you get the sense that Missy is upset. Uh, even in her drunken state, you, you feel a seriousness wash over her very, very quickly. And, and that feels odd for the brief but poignant time that you've been with Missy. It just doesn't quite feel right. Mm, okay. So something you said seems to have... Sure. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Burbage gazes after her a bit and then keeps walking and he says to himself... Oh, must not be a fan of poetry. Uh, and you see Hakari and Stormbringer walking up to the to the tavern then as well. Hey guys, guess what? The mayor, Missy, she's not a fan of verse. I think she's more of a prose person, if you know what I mean. I don't know what those words even mean. All right, <laughs> we should probably just go to bed then. Yeah, let's yeah. go, guys. I'll sleep in the hallway, not because I don't trust you guys to keep yourself safe. Um... And not because I don't trust you to not go gallivanting off into the forest again, but just just because I like sleeping in hallways. So I'll just sleep right outside the door, if that's okay. A gigantic blast of some sort of incredibly loud energy uh, shatters glass uh, that rains down on the three of you somewhere up above in the tavern. You just see almost like gigantic tendrils of kind of a purple energy whip out into the air, slowly then dissipate, and then it's silent. I look up and say, well, 
guess I'm sleeping out here. And then I lay down where I am, curl into a ball and wrap my cloak around me. Message came from Charity. Um, there's a situation. How, what is the range on this? Message can't trip charity. Tavern. I was going to say, speaking of things we've been fast and loose with. Uh, I, I think you're a little out of range okay. for this. You could run not far. And However, contact him, but. could charity sitting in Adine's with it, like the town being relatively quiet, hear the explosion? Uh, yes. <laughs> so I picture that this, you know, this has gone on like they've been walking somewhat slowly. Like Adine has probably put like a blanket over charity as he's just like sitting there, like almost frantically writing things out and sketching plans. There's an explosion. You're going to see Charity stop. All of them have left, haven't they? Bourbon's running up I, there. It's true. There's no chance that that wasn't connected to them. Oh, no chance. Okay. I, I let's, apologize. Let's go take a look. All right. Clue? Uh, she quickly grabs the bow from above the door uh, and already has a quiver on it and out the door. Um, Burbage, you rush upstairs? Yeah. If Burbage is rushing upstairs, Stormbringer is rushing up with him. Okay. And is ready to throw her body in front of anything that tries to hurt him. Okay. Uh, so the two of you rush upstairs. Um, uh, the hallway is sort of still glowing a faint purple light. Um, and the door that's like two or three down that is supposed to be like Burbage, Akari, and Clem's room is completely gone. Um, there is a doorknob embedded in the wood in the wall across the hall. Oh my god. It was a bomb. Did somebody try to blow us up? And the only reason we're okay is because we went to bed really late? Uh, uh, where's Clem? Oh, fuck. Um, Burbage is good. So, so there's, so there's no, so like, what's, is this like in Mars Attacks where there's like a whole side of the building that's missing? Not quite. No. Okay. Just the, from this angle down the hall, just the door is gone entirely. And the splinters on the floor and the doorknob in the thing. Yeah. Burbage is running over and looking at looking in, inside the room. All right, give me a dexterity oh, saving throw. And Clem is there, Both fine, and everything's fine. So dexterity you saving throw. Dexterity. Is this an effect I can see? Yes, it's purple. Okay, then I think I also. I, I'm sorry. Is this an effect I can see? Yes, it's purple. The color purple has turned on you. Uh, I got a twenty-one. Huh. Okay. I would get advantage. You also nat 20 did. But I nat 20 so I don't need to do it. <laughs> you don't, yeah. Um, all right, so the both of you <coughs> feel uh, the ground beneath you shift just a little bit, almost as if the, the wood planks are floating, almost. Um, the purple You know underneath... a little bit about things, right? Because she had the schematics, so... No? Okay, sorry. So what? I mean, yes, you, you maybe you're fully aware of what's going on if you're uh, still alive and the purple sort of uh, small tendrils kind of lash up and grab onto your ankles and onto your shoes as you're trying to make your way. It slows you down just a tiny bit. Um, but it, 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 while it looks like it's trying to climb and creep up you, um, you're, you're uh, dodging out of the way very quickly. Um, and with light, light step through the hallway, you reach the room and you see Clem sitting in the middle of the room, the furniture entirely destroyed, and there's almost a, a bubble around her, and, and it's kind of waving like like an actual bubble, like a soap bubble almost. And she's sitting there, eyes down, maybe a little bit of smoke coming from the eyes, steam maybe. 
It's hard to tell. I'm, I'm drawing my glaive and I'm raging on. Okay. Rage on. Raging. Burbage is Clem. I was gonna sleep in here. What did you do to the beds? Clem doesn't hey, answer. Stay behind me, Burbage. That's, I don't think Clem's eyes usually smoke. I could be wrong. Maybe we just didn't notice. But this doesn't look. I don't know. I don't. Just stay behind me. All right, I, fine. But I'm gonna peek around. I'm gonna reach out and try to poke her with my glaive, like not hurt her, just like prod her and see what's going on. So poke the, the bubble, bubble, and then. Well, I'm trying to poke through the bubble to poke her. Yeah. Poke through the bubble. Um, as the bubble pops. Clem's head shoots up, stares at you. Now the eyes pulse purple. Now definitely there's smoke and steam coming from the eyes. Uh, And Clem just kind of uh, very quickly uh, reaches a hand up. Almost, you think at first, to grab the glaive that you're kind of moving into poker with. Um, But instead, does a 28 hit your armor? Yes, Andy. (laughs) You guys are high levels. I got to check. Um... <sighs> Health tank, not armor tank. Getcha, getcha. Even Ocean doesn't have that kind of armor class. Fair. Uh, as uh, what looks to be a, a withered purple hand has entire, like much larger than a normal person's hand, especially much larger than Clem's, shoots out from Clem, grabs you around the throat, um, and you take uh, 22 points of necrotic damage. Um, and 12 points of bludgeoning, which you would get down to half, six. Can you ping the map so I can find my token? I don't know where oh, it sure, is. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. subtraction that way. Andy? Yeah? Do I ever get to save again against it? This uh, is maybe. you now, Yeah. <laughs> hey, you were just... wondering how you were going to catch up with us in levels? Here's Here it is. Your oh, CR yeah. is now equivalent to our level. <laughs> if you wanted to let me save again Thank sometime you, know, you crit fine. failed you you have not a leg to stand on <laughs> just if you wanted but you yeah, do have an fine. extra large withered purple hand to stand on there you go yay all right um, um and we in the initiative not exactly uh and clem just reached up and grabbed you and that that hand is kind of around your throat um and then <sighs> it disappears Clem, you blink a couple times, and you see your friends standing in front of you, looking a bit terrified. You start to look around, and you see the room has been completely destroyed. You have no idea what's going on. Is the crown on my head? No, no crowner. You're not wearing anything different. Do I forget that the crown existed? No. Okay. Yeah, last you Uh, remember, you were talking with him, and seeming to get along pretty well with him. Clem, you just tried to choke me with a purple hand, and you were in like a soap bubble, and I think um, you blew this place up. And yeah, your just eyes hold were on one minute, and uh, I'm gonna look around and see if I can find. Is the box anywhere? Uh, give me a perception or investigation check. Uh, uh, uh. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Um, with a twenty-four uh, perception or investigation. I'm sorry. Investigation. Um, as you're rooting through things and you're sort of f- flinging debris kind of over past the shoulder of, of Stormbringer even, uh, you feel very confident that this giant heavy box should be here and is not. So there is no box? There is no box. I'm very uh, carefully staying in between Clem and Burbage while Clem is searching. So do you... <clears throat> You know that I'm a really curious person, right? We know that. 
We we all know that. It's part of my little charm. You like collecting dead things? Is that curiosity? Yeah, that's I mean curious. that's part of it. I don't know if it's charming, but it's curious. Fair. So remember how we had the big box that had the crown yeah. in it? Yeah, I, don't, I remember I, books. I don't I I vaguely remember that. Can you refresh me on where that came from? Yeah, they it was where we rescued you from. They wanted me to work on it. It was a weapon that they were gonna be utilizing against us. Right. I don't think I was there for that. Oh wait, no. yeah, was, wait, was it? You were no. just being rescued at that point, I think. Yeah, right. And yeah, so I thought that maybe I could investigate it some and figure out what they were trying to do. And I think I failed. Yeah, I've been there, done that. With the puzzle Did... box back in the Goliath camp, remember that? Although, well, come to think of it, <laughs> I didn't fail. I succeeded. So I guess in the great competition between Burbage and Clem, we can chalk one up for Burbage. A purple hand shakes out is how you learn things, Burbage. <laughs> yeah. You would know that if you ever tried to learn anything. Sorry, what would I know? Could you repeat that? Failure is how you learn things. Oh, actually, yeah, I guess you're right. So what have you learned from blowing up our room and my Missy's bed? What? Can you repeat Missy's that? Missy's gonna be mad. Missy's gonna be really pissed off. And also, you tried to choke me, Clem, and I'm not sure you're normal yet. Hopefully, Charity's I'm not on sure the I've way. Ever I tried to message him. Yeah, I don't remember trying to choke you. That was one of those things that, that happened when I wasn't me. And about this time, a, a giant spectral horse emerges out of nowhere with Charity on its back in the middle of the room. Charity, Clem blew up the tavern and tried to choke me, and her eyes were smoking and glowing, and um, it wasn't her hand that tried to choke me, it was a different hand that she tried to choke me with, and she said that something, she failed at something with a box. The Charity, box. I tried to talk to the crown and figure it out, and I failed. Uh, just, just as a quick um, <clears throat> check-in, this would be the the crown that was in the box with the schematic of the very, very evil, bad people. I was trying to figure it out because I wanted to know what they were going to sure, use sure, against sure. us. I just wanted to make sure. Um, When you say you were trying to talk to it, does this hereby imply that it was trying to talk to you at some point? Oh, it's been trying to talk to me for a little while, but I told it it had to wait. Until tonight. Well, I just... After the dragon attack, I just thought it would be good to maybe know something about it. I studied the schematics, and I learned that not a whole lot, really. Actually, it's uh-huh. a stone. It's a stone of a guy. So much for learning from failure, Clem. What the hell is going on here? Oh, good. Uh, and you see the old woman, Pelototh, now kind of lumbering down the hallway uh toward this room burbage you're kind of in the hallway door uh at this point you see pelototh waddling toward you guys hey pelototh it's been a hell of a jesus 45 minutes (laughs) (laughs) so uh uh look we're gonna Mm -hmm. we got this go back to bed it's all right sure no Oh, no, we want Bellatoth? Yeah, well, maybe just a quick conversation. Do you have something comfortable to sit on that's obviously not from this room, because... I'll bring a chair. No, I'll, you, Bellatoth, you, you make it... I'll go get a chair. I'll, I'll go, and I'll... Burbage, uh... Thank you. Burbage, uh... 
breaks into one of the other rooms to get a chair. We have like three rooms reserved. Give me a thief's tools, right? He's a thief. Um, while this is happening and people aren't paying attention, or not not paying attention to Clem, but aren't actively interacting with her, uh, I'm going to be continually looking around the room for Fox or Crown or any hint of where it could have gone or what it could have done. Just a Stormbringer is probably not taking her eyes off of Clem. Yeah, yeah. Except to make sure that she's in between Clem and everybody else. I just meant that nobody was interacting with me. You see Clem rummaging through looking for something, yeah. I will also say that Charity and Aideen probably popped into existence on the back of the horse, and since Aideen started as my player character, I very much doubt that the arrow has been unknocked at any point, and is probably generally in Clem's direction. And, and yes, sure, yeah. Which uh, you rolled? 14 so I rolled a 25 Thieves Tools. Right, yeah, quickly you just unlock a door, uh, get into the room. Um, it's It's dark, but you see a comfy chair. Uh, pretty close to the door, and you hear a voice. What? What's happening? Uh, what? Housekeeping. Chair emergency. What's, the, what's all the noise, though? Oh, it's explosion. Like... Go to bed, to bed. It's all right. Explosion? Yeah, but this is irrelevant. You've got your own storyline going on, probably. Your own campaign. Yeah, I mean, I'm level six. Yeah, all right. I'm probably. Okay. I'm just an NPC in your campaign. That's weird to think about, isn't it? It is weird to think about. Well, good night, jerk. <laughs> And you you drag the chair out of the room. Wow! I close the door. Close it. I lock the door again. Hey, I'm back, Pelotov. It is a comfortable chair for you. Thank you. Now what happened? So Charity's gonna sort of be sitting there, uh, tapping the the cleaner, uh, like horn stump, the one that he had Stormbringer cut off. Yeah. Okay, so. <clears throat> We're going to do this in chronological order and try to be relatively quick. You and Avery came over this way. Yeah. Burbage and Hakari, both drunk. Where is Hakari, by the way? <laughs> she, Hakari stumbles in no, 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 right okay. at this moment. And there's like, cool. There's like leaves in my hair. <laughs> you're dragging your clothes. Like I look, yeah, like I, I'm dragging my like cloak and I just look really tired and I go wherever there is into the corner and kind of like lay down okay Okay, good that's accounted for um so they went uh to retrieve the dragon slaying spear from the forest it's yes nodding like aren't you proud of proud of us yes much too big uh it turns out uh you had mentioned uh uh i think i heard him yeah he came to finish a job um, I tried. I, I tried to r- help. I tried to revert back, but I. It's fine. We beat the shell of him. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, um, so the, the spear is now sort of at the walls where the guards can watch it. Uh, we'll figure out if I can get that in like a to-go bag for you or something because probably we're going to want to be able to use that. So uh, let's see. That was minutes uh, zero through twelve. Uh, then. You know, my entire, you know, sort of tortured past, etc. I kind of figured maybe it would be best if I had some of that edge from planning. So minutes 12 through 20 were mostly concerned uh, with getting that back. For some reason that caused Akari to pass out. No one's really mentioned to me why that happened. I know a lot of shit now. Just a, I was a very, very bad person, <clears throat> but meticulously organized. Uh, 
I have some plans meeting in the morning. Remember, that's what we have tomorrow. We have the meeting in the morning. Yes. Um, the bomb came early, though. That Nope. Pretty sure that's Wait, different. Is uh, that what we're doing tomorrow? A meeting? We're supposed to prepare for a meeting? Yeah, strategy, items? strategy meeting with the town. I don't think you Do have, have any prep items. Okay, all right. Good. Uh, maybe Thank snacks? You. Oh, yeah, all right. I can take care of snacks. Um, what happened? <laughs> so, this one, from what I've had related, remember how... No, you don't remember how. We had a box probably containing something evil uh, that the uh, Gaholnians, those are the racists, uh, those are, uh, they were working on. Uh, Turns out that Clem here was able to talk to it. I'm assuming that it did something, Clem, and the room exploded. Well, so... I had a conversation with it. I read the schematics. I didn't take it out of the box. I really tried to just figure it out. And then everything is dark. And then you were here. So sure. if if we could just, just, is there, I just, I don't, the box seems to have disappeared somehow. And I feel partially responsible. So I just, so I, ch- I, Charity's going to go, so based on my experience with these, I'm going to say it's a pretty standard mind control resulting in some sort of explosion of power. It's happened to me at least twice. Didn't that happen to Vimaris too? With Vimaris' sword? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, the murder sword. And also, which one? Was it Was it Vimaris or was it you that tried to eat the Doom Lily? That didn't go great. I tried to garbage. eat the Doom Lily, but the Doom Lily wasn't talking to me or telling me to do it. I just did that because I thought it was clever. When Vimeris talked to the Doom Lily is when a lot of shit happened, too. Right. Yeah, no, the, that's right. The the mind link talked to plants with the thing that's named a Doom Lily. That went great. Um, so, honestly, Clem, welcome to the family. Uh, Pelototh, I'm so sorry. I would kill her and be done with it if it were up to me. Yeah, we're a little less hard-edged than you are, generally. Fair. That's all you my advice. You basically almost fucking died before you showed up here. Who are you to fucking talk? Not only did you almost die, but you brought an ancient blue dragon onto this town with your negligence. So who should be killed here? I don't even know you. I'm not the one possessed. Neither am I. a talking thing. I mean, Clem, you might be possessed. That's but... reasonable, but also, your friend is a dick. Yeah, your, friend brought a, your friend brought an ancient dragon down on us, which we chased away while they healed over here by themselves, and then they have the gall to, to act like... Yeah, we're not killing anybody tonight. Worst we're doing is beating you into unconsciousness, okay? Deal? No. Oh. Why? Because you don't need to beat me into unconsciousness. That's not what you do with friends. <laughs> I mean, I think it is. I could just go. Can I, I can just go back I, to the woods. I'm here at the behest of you guys to help you save can the world. I put you in a bag? No. Burbage lets me put him in bags. Yeah, well, Burbage doesn't have a whole lot of self-respect. Well, we talked about this, Clem. We talked Girl. about this, and maybe like Clem and Tiny Purse. They're going to be going for a while. <laughs> if you need me to eat someone, let me know. Until then, I'll see you in the morning. I will rest. Good luck, little one. Obviously, you are all incredibly courageous but perhaps it takes more than courage now good night apparently it takes a murderous heart charity's just gonna sort of look at out at the tableau of this blasted room hakari curled up in the corner under a cloak blanket 
Burbage still sort of behind Stormwind. Just like, all right, how many rooms did Missy give us? Two? All right. Um, you all go to sleep in that room. I'm going to go back to Aideen's and wait the um, second package, which is hopefully not a bomb. Another bomb. Also, shouldn't you do something? You and Hikari should do something about Clem. Like, at least check her out. You haven't even checked her out. Is she normal now? Wait a, a minute. A purple wait. hand shot out of her chest and tried to choke me. I saw the purple hand, and I'll remind you that as of late, I've been exploring parallel versions of myself that took the arcane trickster route. So, I will do a little moment here where I check to see what's going on with Clem. I have the information, I saw the arm, and uh, I will try to determine if this is something I've seen before, or that I might have some insight into the magical effects of this item okay. Clem was investigating. But you can't get close to her. No, I'll you do have to do that from over here. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll take it close. It's fine. Good. My Arcana check sounds. I rolled a nineteen. Is Clem possessed? Nineteen's pretty good. Um, you don't see any outward manifestation of anything like this. You saw the purple <laughs> extending from Clem which is certainly not normal uh, possession. Um, you don't feel that this is about possession. Charge is going to sort of brush himself off. Uh, do you mind if I check you out, make sure there's no lasting harm, physical symptoms, etc.? I'm not advocating for killing you. You also can't get close to her. You're going to have to trust me sometime. You can't have them check me out and then have them not get close to me. Why? They have eyes. I'm a doctor. That's not how That's eyes... Uh, I mean, that is... How eyes work, but um, so charity can't would like look into my being from far away. I can't look into your being from close up, so so charity would like to do a medicine check on Clem, uh, do an from at least 12 feet away, <laughs> not that, uh, an arcana check on the description of that effect. Which I will say, uh, I am necromancy attuned, so if it was a necromantic effect, I have advantage, um, from my time in the Shadowfell. Uh, and then a third thing, which we will get to partially, possibly depending on the results of these. Fair. Hit me. And guidancing myself the whole nice. way. So medicine is a 17. Yeah. Um, other than, other than honestly, Clem being in, 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 incredibly unscathed from the destruction of this room, there's not a lot weird medically and physically going on. You do notice in the iris on her left eye, just a, a little pulsing purple every once in a while. Cool, neat, good. Um, uh, Arcana check, uh, which I guess I would then expand to include that as well yep. as the, sort of the descriptions of the spell. Uh, I I always roll two dice, or no, I don't, because it's set like that. So uh, does this have advantage from being I'll say yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's call that a 27. 27. It feels all of a sudden like Clem has been experiencing powers that you've never seen before. That Clem blacked out. That there was some sort of intelligent thing in there. You're starting to put together some of the pieces here of... It feels like... Maybe not possessed in that Clem is in control... Er, in, under the control of something else. 
Clem seems to generally have their faculties, but perhaps something is sharing Clem. She's she's got magical worms, is what you're saying. Yeah. She has magical hookworm. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a magical tapeworm. It's like that her... episode of another Futurama reference where Fry is filled with worms. And yeah. They, uh, they make him really smart. You're going to see Charity sort of has like, I, I do literally picture him still having the equivalent of like a doctor's notepad from his time. And he's sort of like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, one last check. Going to quickly uh, look up at the ceiling, which seems odd, uh, until there's an angel in front of you. Lovely. Uh, so I'm going to uh, polymorph into an angel. Um, do I see anything with my true sight? Uh, as that happens, Clem, you get a searing pain, like in the back of your head. It just, it, it, oh, it's hard to concentrate all of a sudden. Ah, son of a bitch! Um, you see kind of a, a slight ghostly outline of Clem in purple, mostly covering the head and shoulders area. Um... There's just a weird aura slightly emanating that that seems to be there in actuality, and that's why you can see it with true sight. It doesn't seem to be just like a magical effect. Yeah, so it isn't like an illusion or just an overlay. It's right. It's very, very subtle, but it is actually there. Uh, do I feel like it is a separate thing? I mean, other than you've never seen or heard of Clem uh, doing anything like this before. It does feel separate to Clem, yes. But do I feel like it is an entity? Its own entity. Yeah. Um, uh, give me an insight check in all of this. Shouldn't have had advantage. Uh, 18. 18? Um, it does appear that maybe someone is sharing Clem from all the pieces you're putting together. Though Clem is also pretty normal right now. Aside from the searing pain that I assume is making Clem bodily react, but maybe not. Yeah, yeah. no, I did. I yelled out "son of a bitch" and grabbed okay. my head. That was yeah. Charity's gonna sort of in angelic form, like pad around uh, for uh, the writing pad, which he let drop, uh, and sort of scrawl out a uh, magical parasite. Clem is going to try and back up from where you are, some too. Just to make some distance. To uh, see if it helps the pain. Does actually a little. Uh, mo and like mostly head and shoulders. He's showing this incidentally to uh, Stormbringer. Uh, and then uh, then he'll turn it around to Clem. Like he's he won't get closer if she's backed away, but you know close enough that she can see magical parasite question mark. Seems like it's mostly on her head and shoulders. Uh, and he's gonna turn back. Uh, write something uh sh and uh show stormbringer uh it just says i'm a i'm going to try something uh and you're just gonna see giant angelic charity sort of prick his neck try to focus as much as he can on uh the the separate sort of shroud of light uh and assuming that thing understands language in every language that has ever existed, uh, it will hear the word separate uh, as uh, I cast command. Okay. Is that a wisdom save? Yes. It is, yeah. 19? Passes. Can you see the passive? You, you did feel that it latched on to another sort of intellect so that other there, than Clem. So that there was something that I was able to target. Yes. I, sort of giant quadrophimic angel is just sort of... I could try, oh wait, message cantrip charity. I could 
I could try, you know, a little bit of the eh, eh. I have my glaive a little. <laughs> You're just going to see the angel's eyebrow raise. I'm going to mouth at the angel. Non-lethal. Okay. Uh, I, Clem is looking a bit cornered and uncomfortable with everything that is going on. And, um, um, is going to, um, just kind of as she backs up. Sorry, I'm looking this up really quickly to see. Um, um, secret, secret. secret. <laughs> I'm trying to read this thing to see if it does what I want it to do. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry. You're good. Um, oh, wait, no, it's not going to do that. It takes 10 minutes. So, you know. Um, but you're going to see, um, Clem, uh, look very much cornered and, uh, just not like, Clem's I'm still, pack, I'm, uh, Randolph's head sort of pops out. <laughs> I'm still myself. Like, I'm not like, I don't look like I'm like, you know, free, but I just, I feel uncomfortable with all of the attention. And, um, uh, after you imply that, um, you want to attack me. I don't know if you picked that up. I was message cantripping. And yeah, but you poked it. Didn't you, like, indicate with your glaive? No, I mean, I just, like, lifted it up a little. I don't know. I feel like that requires some sort of check. You could roll an insight if you want to try to read sure. that from Stormbringer. Yeah. But also, I, you know, I am also uncomfortable with the, the angel and how it made me feel. And, Definitely, 100%. Um, 14. Uh, why don't you make a sleight of hand or a deception check, Stormbird? Oh, it's only an 11. Okay, so, I th yeah, I think you can sort of get the sense that your friends are, at least uh, in a nice way. I, I don't think you read malice in Stormbringer. I think you, you read deep, deep concern. Uh, and they're willing to, well, <laughs> to go violent if need I, be. I think you also probably would read care and concern and yeah stormbringer has one main avenue of solutions to a threat <laughs> well yeah. i was gonna say like you're saying we would we would see you feeling cornered and uncomfortable burbage peeking around stormbringer might might offer um you know clem we're really just trying to help and if it helps you sort of on your end to be okay with it just think about like your trying to understand yourself like make yourself the experiment something is going on with you and we are including you are trying to understand and investigate it clem that's bullshit you know <laughs> you you just you just can't help it you get this sudden wave like you get flush all of a sudden like what he's saying is just bullshit like you know you better than anyone not possessed I've only just... known you guys for this period of time, and you've all been nice to me until until now. I make one mistake, and now she wants to <laughs> she wants to destroy me with her glaive, and he turns into angel form, and it hurts me. And now you're lying to me. I will say, if Clem is still uh, conscious in any way, at the he turns into an angel, and it hurts me. Uh, Charity will move back a couple of steps. And, like, the sure. angel's face is obviously concerned. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. I uh, get again, what you're all trying to do, but I think I just 
what I need is just, I just need some space. I just need, you're, you're too much right now and I just need some space. And I am going to cast um, on myself, Old okay. Luke's Resilient Sphere. Okay. What does that do? Uh, it basically, it's like nothing can go in or out of it, right? It's like uh, no, physical thing. objects, energy, or other spell effects can pass through the barrier, in or out. Um, it is immune to all damage. So I think organic I can't material, be damaged right? by... What? Go through. I think organic material can go. No physical objects. No physical. Oh, just, that's yeah. Yeah. No physical objects, energy, or other spell effects. I can breathe. I cannot be damaged by attacks or effects originating from outside. But I also can't do anything to you outside of it. It's just it's a sure. protective thing. And I am going to cast Odaluke's Resilient Sphere on myself. And I am going to just say I just need some space. And I'm going to just try and run and out from wherever I exploded and to see if I can go into the woods. I'm not letting... Of course not, but I'm gonna fucking try. <laughs> I'm tackling and grappling this little creature. You hold on to the bubble for a second <laughs> and <laughs> of the sphere, um, and and you're not... Yeah, you're not quite letting it go outside of your reach. Uh, if, you, if you're trying to contest, you can give me contesting strength. Um, that'd be fine. It's been more than a minute since we came in this room. Like, way more, right? Oh, yeah, and you've not been, yeah. Well, I think I have the rage... No, do I have so, the... I also just have yeah, to point no. out for this, because of Odaluke's sphere, she can't walk. She can literally oh, hamster... That... hamster she can only hamster yeah. ball it at half her speed. And it does fair, specify fair, fair. the globe can be freely, like, picked up and moved. Yes. It is yeah. just okay. an object just big enough to contain the thing inside it. So it's like trying to a like, backpack to Stormbringer. So, so I, can I at least try to like yeah, yeah, yeah. dexterity save to not have Stormbringer catch me right away? I just wanted to make sure for the like the speed reduction was kind of yeah, important yeah. in terms of how far you get to the woods. Yeah, uh, you can make a dexterity check, not a okay. save to try to do it. Well, I, against is, what was the strength? Is it? Just flat strength, or is it like uh, athletics? You're kind of grappling, so let's say uh, athletics. Sixteen decks. She's she's very quick. Uh, you're not able to get out of the room. Uh, however, you are <laughs> able to. <laughs> you are able to sort of uh, give Stormringer a bit of a chase. <laughs> okay, she's not so... quite able to like, because it's kind of it's kind of big still. It's hard to listen. I literally I'm never just gonna block the anything. door, right? Okay. I'm, I'm not going for the door. I was going for wherever I exploded out, if it was possible. Like, if there was, like, oh, a wall. Oh, is there, like, are out. there gaps now? But I didn't know There's if there a, was, like, a wall. The window area is okay. is gone, but you'd have to Okay, leap. so that was <laughs> that I'm just chasing Clem around. And Clem is literally going to be yelling, like, I've helped so much, and I have not asked you for anything. I just need space. Clem, we're not trying to hurt you, but we you can't give you space. You me. No, I mean, not really. Not, not lethal hurt. You already hurt me. And then you hefted your glaive at me. Uh, I didn't have my glaive at you, Clem. We're just trying to make sure that you don't hurt yourself or anybody else. So you can't go because you're on a wellness check right now. But we'll let you sit in the corner by yourself if that makes you feel better. While this is going on, Andy, I do have a question uh, that Charity would be pondering. Yes. With my Arcana checks, with everything that I've seen of it, what type of entity do I think this is? You got a sense that there's something strongly ne ne uh, necromantic about it. Maybe a type of undead is your best guess. Charity's gonna uh, hold up a hand uh, as an angel, not towards you, just like in, in the way that 
in a 10 foot tall angelic form in the way that charity does to try to get attention and is going to write out i understand you want space i think i have a way of getting you that if you'll let me help i won't get closer to you than 10 feet can we can we just sleep what if we just slept yeah that's a great idea everybody go to sleep just don't touch me in my sleep please Charity's gonna write. Actually, I kind of wanted to try this before the sleeping part. But what if? Hear me out. Hear me out. What if? I'm still in my ball. If it's been if it's been a minute, my ball will pop. It's only less than a minute. Yeah, that quite. Yeah. Uh, uh. What if? What if? <laughs> it's not really evil. I mean, okay, well, it is kind of <laughs> shitty that it took over me without my permission. So. I- that is evil, but, and it is shitty that it, but here's the thing is I don't, I don't remember attacking Stormbringer. So maybe it just felt cornered as well. And it did it. And then that's when it poofed away. Cause it felt bad after it did it. Cause it was like, kind of like a cornered animal. But the thing is, the thing is, is right now I feel really powerful. You also seem like you feel really paranoid and like you're having a bit of a mental like break. So maybe powerful hit me. is it worth it? I want to hit lots this of god that's coming down here. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Hey, is this what was um, like listening to me more? Wait, what did you just say? The, the angel, the angel's going to nod. No, what did Clem just say? Are we going to fight a god? Isn't that like part of okay. like why? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of how you convinced her to come, is that, like, you know... Uh, the, the mountain retreat gonna was not going to help. And I'm going to yeah. say, how dare you? Never compare yourself to me again. Me? <laughs> but, yeah, so, hear me out. What if... What if there is something going on? I don't know. But what if... There clearly is. Sure. But what if... What if we can utilize... Because I'm telling you, I am powerful right now. And power... Um, is something that we're lacking that we definitely need. Okay, Charity is just going to- you. I'm very powerful. <laughs> you Second are, but all... this is a different kind of power. I'm not saying that my muscles are big. Look at this. I'm saying I can create a sphere like this suddenly. The, the, Could you not do this before? No! The beatifically perfect face of this angel <laughs> is just going to like raise a skeptical eyebrow. But, like, again, just, like, this perfect angelic being. So it's like, if something in the Sistine Chapel was just looking at you like, really? Really? Oh, well, maybe Clem has a We could harness this. If If we could befriend uh, a a demonic fire horse, maybe we can befriend a purple necrotic undead. Well, he's talking sense. Okay, but the fire horse didn't possess anybody without their consent, and the fire horse isn't a dangerous weapon that so they were trying to get him to finish. We, we just need to walk with it a little, get it to understand. If a fox ran into a chicken house, would you? I'm sure I was about to make some kind of point. What? If I finished wow, now the I'm analogy, really questioning my moral stance. I make the, fox the one that's on my side. Oh my god! But he's right. Listen, he's right. all right, hold on, purple. Undead thing. Tell us your name. What was the name again? I forgot. Cremwall. Cremwall? Is is Cremwall. I wasn't talking I, to I you, Clem. Him. I wasn't talking to you. I want to talk to him. Purple well, undead why thing. Why you just decided it's a him? Well, wasn't Clem referring to it as a him? Okay, fine. Which, to be fair, he didn't tell me that. I just also assumed that. 
Because Andy, I just did. <laughs> I don't mind if you tell him my name. You hear Do that? Do we hear head. that? No. Oh, now you're talking to me again? But we hear right, that. Why did you attack my friend? Like you said, I was cornered. I think you're full of shit. Do you, though? Sometimes. Maybe. I also know what you were thinking, remember? Yeah, but I didn't invite you here. This is really rude. Well, I mean, I appreciate what you're giving me, but... I don't think I asked for an invitation. Yeah, I do appreciate cool. it, though. All of you are just hearing this argument Clem is starting to have with Clem no is one. saying that out loud? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the things Clem is saying right now do make it seem like this guy's kind of a jerk. Yeah. His name's Kremwell? Wall. I guess. Kremwall? K-R-E-M-W-A-L-L. Well, at the very least, rest assured, everybody, if we can't solve this situation, I have the perfect name, Clemwall. <laughs> so that's a backup plan, at least, is a, is a pun. I hate him the most. <laughs> right? Isn't he the worst? Hey, what? Yes. What, is, what are you saying? Listen, just tell them that we need a good night's sleep and that everything will be yeah, sorted. But you don't get to tell me what to say. We I'm don't just, have that kind of relationship. I'm trying to de-escalate the situation. Are you? Yes. You grabbed my friend with a weird withered hand and you hurt her. Uh, yes. Also, why does it hurt me when he comes near me? Well, we don't like him. That's false. We do like him. We don't like what he is. I don't like what you are. Can I tough. neuter you somehow? Tough titties. Speaking of say- titties, do you have balls that I can, like, squeeze? Metaphysical, yes. Can I ask for some clarification about something? Yes. This thing has a fundamental kind of essential aversion to the very nature of what charity is. And yet it still hates Burbage the worst. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Clarification, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and also to just to just to uh, clarify one other point, just yeah. to make sure for this, um, Clem didn't experience the pain or have the aversion when it was charity. It's charity's angelic form. Indeed. Okay. Because yeah. because like I got closer to her when I was doing the medical exam as just yeah. normal charity, and I was just making sure. Also good. Oh, yeah. Can I can I neuter you somehow? Can I make it so that I keep the power, but you aren't you? Sure. Just say the word. Okay, the word. <laughs> See you later. I don't believe you. You're right fucking there. I can feel it. Silent. I walk closer to Charity. Do I still feel pain? Just a bit of a headache growing. You lying sack of shit. <laughs> the angel's gonna, like, point towards itself. <laughs> no, not you. I mean, okay, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if you could tell, but I was just having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, we could tell. And, well, apparently, fundamentally, whatever this is, this, this, uh, crime wall, uh, fundamentally doesn't like what charity is. Right? That seems bad, right? You're like, right, it does. people like, like angels. Said, so if you were, if you were eavesdropping in on my conversation, I think... Maybe we could find a way to neuter it. I could choose better words, but those are the words that came to my mind. So that's what I'm saying. This seems... <laughs> the angel's eyes are like, ooh. But if we could just maybe, you know, like, snip its power some so that it's disconnected, but I can still keep all of the really cool powers so that I could be useful. Right. It seems like Cherry had an idea for that. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. He started talking to me and I, it's really hard to pay attention to other people when somebody's talking in your head. It's okay, Clem. This is all very useful information. Almost as if you are studying yourself. You know, he hates you the most. Okay. Well, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Giant angelic hand is going to come down and just sort of pat Burbage on the shoulder lightly. (laughs) I'm sorry. Mitchell um, feels like such a dick. <laughs> by the yeah, by the way, for players, I've made Rachel act a lot of yeah, like I was, this, I was aware. This, I yeah. figured. Okay, good. Um, they're not being difficult on. Purpose. Andy's been sending me a lot of DMs. Yeah, I figured. Charity's gonna sort of uh, like write down. I th- I think I can separate it from you. I don't know what that does in the long run, but do we have a bottle for it? <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of bottles and vials and things. I could just empty out some old sludge. Beatific perfect face of distaste. (laughs) Uh, If you'll let him, if you've like emptied out a bottle or something else, uh, Charity is going to attempt as an angel uh, to cast magic circle reversed, uh, trapping what is inside and the thing it is blocking and preventing from leaving are, are undead. Okay. Uh, and once that's completed, which is a casting time of one minute, um, Charity will sort of pop up a note, try to walk out. You want me to try to walk out? Apologies in advance if this goes differently than I think it will. Um, Andy, is this something that I am able to do? Uh, do you try? Yeah. I think that Clem is going to look at everyone and just... Be like, are you sure we shouldn't have me keep this power? Jesus can write. Maybe we can still work that out, but at least it won't be, you know, magical hookworm. Yeah, no, I really hate that this asshole is up inside my my bits without asking. My brain bits. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> as the angel like recoils from this sentence, that like its magical blade just kind of appears in its hand and is like hovering there. He's he's not actually holding it. It's just like, oh come on, we need to kill this thing with that description. <laughs> Do you try to walk uh, out of the circle? And uh I will. Okay. Uh so you kind of put your hand out, it seems to pass through, kind of stick your foot over the line. So far, so good. And then, dunk! You just, you just like, like your forehead just hits like a brick wall. It's not able to. Yeah, I don't think I can. Past it. Not Char- for lack of trying. Charity's going to uh, hold up a hand and like gesture for you to like walk towards him, but but like quickly flash a three count and then put his fingers back up for three. So just trying to pantomime the on the count of three towards me. <laughs> And at the end of the countdown, uh, I'd like to cast Command and separate again. Okay. Uh, this is this is a, a good roll. So let me roll this in front of everyone and then add to it. That's a seventeen for wisdom. If it meets, it beats. Damn. Okay. Yeah. This, it's like his. <laughs> it's like his stat. So at the one, you sort of bonk, and you're gonna see Charity. Ow. <laughs> and then once again, put up three fingers, and I have one more cast of command. Okay. Plus, that's only a 15. So in every language ever to have existed, uh, here's separate. 
Um, you hear kind of, uh, you hear a yelling in your head, Clem. You hear sort of a screeching and then, and then just this guttural hate filled voice. If I could have separated, I would have. I can't tell your friend that. Yeah, so he sounds really angry and apparently. Her eyes are glowing purple at this point. (laughs) Apparently he can't separate. Apparently he wants to as well. I think now that that might have been the explosion was a trying to separate and a failure. And we've all failed here tonight. What did it learn from failing? <laughs> what did it learn from failing? Yeah, Clem, what did it learn from failing? What did you learn from failing, Gremwall? Silent. Uh, He's not telling me shit. Charity's going to pop yeah. back into being Charity. Um, and sort of as he's doing it is somewhat sheepishly scratching the back head. So um, that circle is going to last for an hour. <clears throat> and apparently it didn't uh, work, <laughs> but I can give you, you know, blankets, anything else. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just maybe a pillow would be great. So, but let's. Sorry. So it seems like like even though it seems like he's stuck in here somehow. Did he chain? Did he trade a box prison for a meat prison? Yeah. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> um. So maybe if we can figure out a way to not just have him control me, but we can control him, we could use this to our advantage. Yeah. I just but, don't know how yet. Do we know anybody yeah. who's really smart in these magical ways? First fucking name that comes to mind is Poneway. But we're going there anyways. As Someday. You, as you ask that question, you're going to see Charity. Yeah. Is it somebody who will help us? He'll do something that seems like help. So what do we want to do? I I don't know that we can get rid of this asshole. But like I said, I'm a lot more powerful. You know, it's... Could, could I just try hitting you? Gently. <laughs> I wouldn't... It, it would hurt, but not like permanently hurt, right, Clem? You understand what I'm saying? Like, it would just be just a bit of hitting to see if I can knock it out I... of you. Because I don't know how else to solve this. I don't think that's really going to be a solution. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Clem. Why don't you just ask him what's keeping him there? Oh, yeah, I guess maybe communication is a good, better first step than hitting. Yes. I think that's kind of what I'm supposed to be learning. So you tried to to separate from me, but now you're trapped in this meat prison. Why? Oh, are we talking again? I mean, you're the one who just snapped at me last, so... Is he being sassy? When Look, is he not? I, I'm not trapped in you. I'm trapped in something else that is now in you. I, that Can you elaborate? Because that's really confusing. I, my soul has been partitioned off from my body long ago. Yeah. Into that gem or whatever. Into the gem, exactly. You remember the gem. I told you I'm smart. Well then, when you put the crown on... Oh, I'm sorry. When you possessed me and made me put the crown on? When you put the crown on, because I could tell your deep desires. I was there. You were where? In the crown. Yeah, in your gem. And now where is the crown and why is it stuck inside of me? Oh, well, that's complicated. Yeah, but I gotta sit in this fucking circle for another hour, so you may as well just tell me your goddamn story. Perhaps we get some sleep. I am awfully sleepy, aren't you? (sighs) Oh, 
You don't sleep. You're a fucking gem. What if I just want to stop talking? I'm working on something in here. Do you mind? Let's all just go to sleep. I'm going to, like, stick my fingers inside my ears like I'm rooting around for, like, earwax and see if I can get Uh, any gems out. Yeah, give me a strength roll. Okay. This will work. If it's strength you need, I can stick my fingers in your ears. 15? The 15? Hurts just a tiny bit, but you don't feel anything. So, apparently, he's not trapped in me. There is a... The crown is in me in it with the gem in it that he is trapped in. I don't know. And now he's pretending to sleep and he feigned a yawn in my fucking oh, brain. No, no, no. Tell him tell him that's not a good idea. Tell him, the last couple's therapist I had said it's never a good idea to go to bed possessed by an evil gem. Was that the couple's therapist or the couple's exorcist? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice callback. No, I don't believe in in exorcists. <clears throat> This must have been a couple's therapist that uh, Theodric and I had the night before I left. Yeah, we had a lot wow. to work through before. No, the the, the night before we That's left. That's some weirdly specific advice. Well, because I'm trying to maintain continuity. In season one, I didn't know what a therapist was. So if I've had a couple's therapist, it must have been with Theodric the night before we left Die Field together as a group. Which makes sense because oh my I gosh, was about to start talking inside my head again. Oh, I fear. Well, you'll be glad when somebody makes a, a wiki about us, and <laughs> these details are are explicit. Yep. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to see if I can find the gem inside your head? Oh, how good could we maybe have you? Does anybody have like a object locating kind of spell? I don't have any spells. Yeah, I know. Takari is dead asleep. I was going to say. Probably in the morning they could. Charity's like, not so much and not so much. So maybe she later could see if she could locate the gem inside of me and maybe it'll be somewhere specifically in my body. And then I can cut it out. Stormbringer can cut it out. So violence is the answer. Charity's just going to raise it. I, I could be healed again. Surgery I, is not violence. Yeah. I just, Charity's gonna raise it. I just occasionally feel the need to remind everyone that I am a trained medical professional and surgeon. So you could tell me oh, where I to didn't go. know that. Yeah, 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 Charity. Now listen, I have used... <laughs> at, used this, <laughs> at this, Charity's just gonna go, well, that's about as much loss of control of situations I can deal with for one night. <laughs> Clue, Aideen. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Uh, Burbage has used magic device. Is there anything about this gem that that is uh, bound by class, race, and level requirements? Just grab Clem's head. I can use this. Yes, mine now. Uh, yeah, probably. Then, well, Burbage wants to try to coax the gem out of Clem by gem using Clem. magic device. The gem is the magic device. Burbage has learned okay. enough about the workings of magic that he can improvise the use of items even when they're not intended for you. Right now, the gem is intended for Clem, apparently. I ignore all requirements on the use sure. of magic items, and I will I will summon summon the gem. Again, with uh, earlier I had a 19 <laughs> arcana check that you fucking blew past, completely irrelevant, ignoring the fact that our rogue rolled a fucking 19 arcana check let me use magic device let me use magic device Uh uh-huh well you you don't summon magic items to you it's not part of the 
the skill necessarily, but you do put your hands on Clem, seeing if you can just activate something. Well, or deactivate it. Or I think I'm much more interested in deactivating the gem. Okay, you put your hands on either side of Clem. Which is uncomfortable for both of us deeply, I'm sure. You can't quite activate anything within Clem. Deactivate, deactivate. Nor deactivate anything within Yes, yeah, sorry, Clem. you're not activating anything within me, Burbage. <laughs> I mean, you, think you, would, to. you would have to put a crown on <laughs> in order to use it. Which maybe you could do if you get the crown out. Open your mouth. Dentist of Cliff Mill, I summon you. The oh, secret dentist of... Oh, wait, what kind of crown vo- is it? You hear a voice from outside. The surprise dentist of Cliff Mill is here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we have a crown emergency. Is it that type of crown, Clem? Coming up right away. What is happening? Flying, no. flying away through the plane ethereal. Charity's just going to turn back to Aideen. Today was a lot. I'm feeling like I'm forgetting something, though. The prison... The... Oh, shit! Those people in the cell! <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what we could do. They're still in the dimension, the pocket dimension? Or the it's been realm? like a day. They're fine. Yeah, yeah, they'll be all right. The Okay, so in the interest of time, <laughs> let us say that you get the surprise dentist at Cliff Mill up there. <laughs> he... It takes just a little bit of coaxing, but he looks at the crowns for a while and says there's nothing wrong. And then you realize, oh, shit, that different kind of crown. And, you know, funny scene, funny scene, funny scene. Basically, you're all exhausted. And after a bit of trial and error and Clem not being able to move much, you probably all decide to go to bed. Well, I think this has been a successful session, if only because I finally, finally got Andy to bring back... The surprise fucking dentist of Cliff Mill. It was like pulling teeth. Ah, uh, waka waka. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I interest you in a little um light consensual bondage to sleep with? I'm not gonna sleep with you. I'm just gonna just tie. Can I tie you up? First, Burbage trying to awaken things inside of me, and now this. <laughs> you're just you're a little short for me. But can I tie you up? I mean, I guess at least you asked consent. So is that a yes? No, fuck off. <laughs> Fucking right. hell. Okay, listen. Clem, I feel like that's the paranoid necromancer thing inside you saying that. <laughs> not Clem. I feel like Clem would be okay with this. <laughs> oh, God. This is getting really, really close to some lines here. Okay. All right, you know what? I I do really need to sleep, but I just want to say before I go to bed, Clem, no matter what this is, no matter what's happened to you or what this thing is that's inside of you, you're still a friend. You're still a part of the family. Then I shall greet another unfrog and let them know where they are as among those like them, even if they don't know where they are. I said that gazing right into your eyes and then he's just going to back away slowly out of the room to find a bed somewhere in the room next door but i'm still backing away really slowly so if you want to say something or ask him where that's from you can and we're not worried about him he's just kind of like that's a default they're always worried about burbage i mean it started out really nice but then i all right burbage slowly walks back around the corner of the door into the room and says it ended nice too it ended nice too where they are is among those like them, even if they don't know where they are. That's a nice thing. All right, good night. Good night. 
Stormbringer, I don't know what you want to do with her, but she's clearly dangerous, so good luck. Bye. <laughs> Burbage goes to sleep in the room next door. Stormbringer, I'm guessing, kind of sits up watching Clem and Hakari yeah. here. Yeah. Um, as much as they can. Uh, you might still drift off at some point here. Um, and we will awake in the morning, everyone having completed a long rest. Rachel, you have gained three levels. That's fucking wild. Can I, can I safely input them into the um, into my character sheet? Uh, maybe just write down the statistics. That's what I was thinking. Okay, okay, yeah. Just to have it separate in case something uh -huh. changes. Um, but for now, yeah, make it permanent. Uh, Galway, do we have aid or do I, should I reset to my normal HP? Uh, you do not have aid. I've blown through almost okay. all of my. Okay, that's uh, fine. I, I only had ten. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, that was tonight's episode of Goats and Dragons. Thank you very much for watching. Thanks for hanging in there. Wow. <laughs> Stuff went crazy. I love it. That was oh, just so much fun. Um, and we got a lot of references to like season one stuff. Or like old, or that uh, that uh, okay, story. Okay, so just as a or, note, yeah. I enjoyed this because I know that Andy doesn't have the Twitch stream open. The session title is Within a Fortnite Part 2 or... Oh God! Is the stranger oh. still beckoning? I just noticed that. I didn't even. I forgot that you put liberty good reference. Oh my God! Uh, hey, we reward you for long time watchers and listeners. Uh, you, we got your back here. All right, thank you all so much. That was amazing. Uh, thanks for watching. We love you all. Hang in there, and uh, until we see you next time. Bye. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. The lonely. Hello, friends. That was The Fates of Rin, Goats and Dragons, a podcast from Helpful Goat Gaming. We have a couple more podcasts. Helpful Goat Presents, which features our world of Tear, a varied campaign put together by one-shots and shorter campaigns, GM'd by our very own Galway Trainer. We also have the podcast Dom and Dragons, where Helpful Goat Gaming played Dungeons & Dragons with Dominic Monaghan, the actor. He was nice. Good guy. We also have a Discord, and you are welcome to join. That Discord link will be in the description, as well as a link to our merch website, if you like us, want to support us, and you want something for your efforts. And until next time, friends, we love you, thank you for listening, and we'll see you. And white flower reminds me of